Well, you're going to jail. Gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I'm your host, Adam Porters, and I'm joined by Matt Smith. I'm just a small town detective searching for a missing man, uh, and I only have one lead, a connection with a New York prostitute. And remember, kids, a prostitute is someone who loves you, but you don't have to, you just pay her to leave. You're not paying her to, you know, stick around. You're not paying her for the sexual favors. You're paying her to leave, as the, as the saying goes. Uh-huh. I think that's how it works. That's what I've been told via South Park and other things. So uh, we are talking Clute today, everybody. And no, that's not a sexual position. It's a man's name. And <laughs> so uh, that's from uh, 1971. Uh, now, this is one that you had picked out for us to watch. What was your kind of thoughts behind why we're watching this one was it one you'd seen before or just gonna always want i had had not seen this although i'd heard quite a bit about it i am a big fan of the director uh alan j pakula uh some people will say pakula but uh the the tcm people i ran this by all said pakula is correct if you i mean when i read it it says pakula to me you know yeah um, so, uh, Alan J. Pakula, he was, uh, a really amazing, uh, director in the seventies. I mean, he, he did a lot of stuff for a, for a while, but in the seventies, he kind of did this, uh, like extremely, um, kind of paranoid, uh, filmmaking, um, series where like all of like the thing that combined everything was just like seventies style conspiracy paranoia just was through every piece of the movie. So things like all the president's men, the parallax view, um, just, you know, these very paranoid movies. Um, and Clute, uh, is I think in that vein, having seen it, um, but does a, a few very interesting things. Um, it's before he makes either of those two other movies, but you, you definitely get a lot of like the same, paranoid 1970s thing in this movie and so i've been wanting to see it for quite some time and uh since i'm on criterion channel now it was up and i said okay let's do that one uh also you know uh, who doesn't like a movie with uh donald sutherland and jane fonda boy we're gonna talk about some we're gonna talk about all these cats because there's there's some stuff to talk about uh but let's go Uh ahead and take a listen to the trailer for clue Daniels. One man is missing. Two girls lie dead, and somebody is on the other end of the phone. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Who is it? Reed Daniels. Daniels, girl on the brink. Somewhere among her clientele is a freak who murders call girls. Sit down. And a wholly incredible cop who insists her life is worth saving. 
I don't think he's going to come back again. I just don't want to be alone right now. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. What else do you remember about the man who beat you up? Nothing. Except that he wasn't kidding, that's all. But you cannot identify this man as Tom Grunemann. I can't identify him as anybody. Give me your hand. There's someone on the roof. Would you like my friend Frankie? Not very much. Hey. There are tapes. Golly gee, just what I've always wanted. Dirty phone calls. Oh. Is Mr. Goldfarb there? I've got to talk to somebody. I'm just a little way across town. Can I come over? Detective Trask, please. Hiya, John Clute. He didn't take the plane. He canceled out. Well, I think this man killed Jane McKenna and killed Arlen Page. I think he drowned them. I think you should prepare yourself for the fact that possibly Tom is dead. But the only way I'm going to find out is to find him. All right, fine. I'll notify the board as soon as I get to Chicago. It sounds so fun, doesn't it? Hey, what do we We're while watching Clue. Ba-doop, boop, boop, and, it's, and maybe not quite so much this movie. Maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, so as you heard uh, Matt at the top of the show, he already got that uh, that plot line down, man. <laughs> it's a small town, a town, a small town detective. Uh, but there's there's actually there's one in here. I love the people that write. The uh, this one's people from, just write random shit. Here's from Hugo. Six months after disappearance of, t- I mean, like it goes into every fucking plot detail, key by key, for everything. It's like uh-huh. it's like that Wikipedia where you'd go to Wikipedia and you're like, okay, I'd like to figure out about this movie, and you will read the you know the kind of Cliff Notes version of that movie. It'll have every damn thing, every plot point, every twist, every turn, depend upon the movie that you mm-hmm. go. But if you want to, if you want to really seem like you've read a movie, just or you've watched a movie, go read the Wikipedia for most movies. You'll find out all the things you need to know. <laughs> it's kind of weird, and they don't. Oh, it's not man. like they even have it like you know shrunk where you can see uh, like. Take this one open if you want to see all the spoilers and stuff. Nope, just right out there. They don't care. Yeah. Uh, but as we said, uh, this is starring Donald Sutherland, Jane Fonda, Roy Scheidner, and uh, just a, a, a boatload of other people. So I, I'd never seen this before either, and um, I wasn't quite sure what to make of it, to be quite honest. Uh-huh. Um, the big thing is is that we we start out at this dinner scene everybody's kind of talking very kind of uh very 70s here very um uh, uh what's his nut how fucking from the player and all that stuff <laughs> Altman Altman yeah very very yeah. Altman-esque and it's kind of overlapping dialogue and you're looking going who the 
I don't even know what's going on here. Could someone stop for two seconds? And then they're like, okay, we'll have a toast. That'll be as much as we get. And then uh, next thing you know, a dude who's kind of head of the table there is gone. And we find out that Donald Sutherland is actually, he's a cop. Mm -hmm. And uh, needs to go after and kind of figure out why uh, this guy gone missing. Yeah. And that that leads him to a prostitute named Bree. Yeah, so uh, Jane Fonda did she she didn't win award but for this did she or was she at least just nominated? Um, I'm pretty sure she won the Oscar for this. I think yeah, Oscar winner best actress. There you go. Okay, yeah, I, I could sure. I knew she got nominated. I wasn't sure she had won for this. Uh, it's it's kind of a, a a different role for her at least as far as uh, maybe I well I'll say this. Let me let me let me backtrack. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've seen a boatload of Jane Fonda films outside of you know your Barbarellas and uh, you know a couple things like that. But right. uh, I, I can't say I've seen a ton of her stuff. Well, you know, like in the in the late sixties, early seventies, like she was uh, both a highly regarded actress as well as uh, was becoming a very controversial public figure. The old Hanoi um, Jane deal, yes, yeah. Um, but you know, she had done uh, a few things that I think are similar to this, like. Um, she was in uh Sydney Pollock's film. They shoot horses, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and is terrific in that. Uh, sh- she had kind of done a few campy things, but really had like made her name name doing uh kind of dramas. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, like she was a known quantity. Well, and, uh, and you, you know, family you, lineage this, also <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Well, yeah, of course. And I'll tell you this. If you have not seen uh, Cat Ballou, uh, that uh, Western comedy that she made uh, in uh, the mid-60s uh, with um, Lee Marvin. I have not. Where it's kind of a, it's a send-up of Westerns. Uh, do check that thing out. It is amazing. Um, Lee Marvin and Jane Fonda and a whole bunch of other people. I think fuck, like fucking Nat, Nat King Cole's in that shit or something. <laughs> anyway, um, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about, but that's a good one. Anyway, um, so you had not seen a lot of Jane Fonda. She won for this movie. Uh, what are your thoughts on her performance? Adam? I thought it was really great. It uh, for, for an, I, I guess these days we see a lot of Oscar performances and by and large, they tend to be big performances these yeah. days that that people get awards for. And this wasn't a big performance, which I liked. I, I'm glad yeah, that it wasn't. She wasn't, you know, constantly crying or going over the top and just, you know, making it a big thing. A lot of what she's doing is understated, and I and I was very surprised by that. Yeah, and it's weird, I think, watching this movie now because she and Donald Sutherland are kind of doing the same thing stylistically mm-hmm. with their characters uh, and their acting and performance style. And it's it really is not something that you're used to seeing. I mean, even people who we talk about as great actors, right? Like Daniel Day-Lewis does not necessarily overact all the time, but... Uh, he definitely gets cast a lot, at least in the later, uh, his, the last half of his career, right? Um, he gets cast a lot as a person who can go big mm-hmm. 
and very frequently want you want him to go big at certain points, right? Uh, whereas here, and and really watching a lot of early seventies stuff in particular, which I've been doing a lot of lately, uh, kind of shampoo started me on this kick. Um, just a lot of movies in that period of about four or five years was just severely understated acting very complex emotionally um, and nuanced stylistically, but they don't really give a lot of big moments. Like even the big stuff that like Redford is delivering in things like um, all the president's men or um, Jeremiah Johnson is not like gigantic over the top, right? Yeah. You think about Warren Beatty and the stuff that he's making. It's not a lot of over the top stuff. Uh, like we talked about with shampoo, it's kind of just, you know, living in the part and kind of building a full rounded character. Um, and then to do that, I think with something that a character type, a prostitute who could be read very easily into uh, exploitation style over the top or camp or, or something like that. And then to do that with that character is really something that I was kind of thrilled by, but uh, was not really expecting, even though like I had known about this part for quite some time. Yeah. Um, it, one of the things that kind of, and, and maybe you can get this better than I can. So, when we when we start the movie here and everything, um, Donald Sutherland's character of Clute is not like uh, he's not what you would imagine when you hear the plot of this movie. You would figure, oh, Sutherland's got to be this you know hard nosed detective and all that, and he's not. He's actually more of a cop than anything else. And yeah. really, I, I part of me just was like um, trying to figure out how anyone would allow him to do any of this as far as like his police work and stuff is concerned. Right. I'm like, no one just goes like, Hey, uh, pump the brakes here. We need you to go out and, uh, you know, deliver a couple of speeding tickets as opposed to, uh, trying to figure out where your, where your buddy went and, and, and in doing so, uh, you know, engaging with a prostitute on, on many a level. <laughs> just, yeah. I was like, Who's your supervisor? Who's letting you get away with this? Don't you report to regular work but, every day? But I do think that one of the fascinating things about that is like there's a there is a portion of the film, right, where you think that Clute might be the person that is out to get Bree. Yes. Right? Like that's where that's that like paranoid 1970s thing I was talking about starts to come in is like up until about halfway through you really don't know what Sutherland's like real motives are here. He's very right? quiet. And here's the thing, that's another thing too, especially for Donald Sutherland, who at many times in his career, I don't want to say over the top, but like kind of a big actor. He's a big presence yeah. when he walks on stage is that you, you see this guy, he's a big tall guy and everything. So he just has this commanding presence about him. Yeah, and this fucking Hawkeye Pierce, you know? Yeah. This, but this guy is, is very demure and very kind of quiet and everything. And you're not used to seeing that with a lot of uh, Sutherland performances. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, there is, sorry, just to pause a minute. There is a police helicopter going over my house right now. So I don't know if you can hear that. Hide the stash, everybody. But, uh, oh, we certainly can actually. Yes. 
I just I just wanted to pause and acknowledge. Uh, you know, you're not going crazy. It's on the recording. <laughs> it's it's there. It's like you you remember like this happened a lot in the '90s. Uh, where you'd play like a rap song and there'd be like a siren or something in the background. And if you were driving oh down the road playing that at a loud thing, I don't care how many times you heard that song, you freaked out every time that stupid siren came up. Like, oh, that's right. That's part of that song. That's okay. Yeah, I do it. We're I do good. it now. Anytime I'm listening to like a, like a hip hop station on Spotify or something and something will come on and it'll be like, is that on the fucking sound or is that like a real problem? And I'm like, oh God, am I, do I need to get out of the way? What's going on? Is there an ambulance? What's what's I, happening here? Immediately I check my speedometer. Like, oh my God, <laughs> I was only going 55. three miles an hour over. Well, you're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir, I uh, I regret to inform you that you do live in Atlanta. So <laughs> so we we don't we don't stop you unless you're going forty five <laughs> over the limit. Right. That's that's true. Sometimes, sir, you so. didn't you didn't almost anyway. hit five cars getting off that exit. Uh, we got to get you <laughs> off the road. You clearly don't know what the hell you're doing around here. Anyway, uh, to get us back on, uh, you know, um, I I was just also struck by uh, like one thing that I think '70s films do really well. Um, is they just have like amazing cinematography. And this one is done by one of the all time greats, Gordon Willis. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, who, uh, you know, shot God- the Godfather. Um, it's probably his most famous job as a cinematographer. Um, also he shot Annie Hall and, and like a whole bunch of other like really important shit. But, um, this movie looks great. Uh, it's got kind of like that, really amazing early seventies film grain to it. Um, even watching in like high definition digital, like you can see the dark, uh, colors really well. And the black, like that was always Gordon Willis's big thing was like playing around with contrast and really pushing, um, the blacks to be as dark as they can. And everything is uh, dirty. It's, it's great. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, Clute, uh, is a really like prime example of that type of work from him. And it's very well done. Um, uh, you know, as I would expect, uh, so, and then, and then of course the Godfather is the movie he shot after this. Uh, so, so you know, that like playing that, around with it, that little thing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The best part of this entire movie though, for me was when he pulls out that tiny little bed from underneath his bed. I was just like <laughs> the world we live in. First of all, like you have that, you have that ready to go. The, it, what? Look, man, sometimes <laughs> you, you gotta have a little tiny bed. It's a, just, just a little, and of course, at the same time too, I just want to look at him and just uh, at her and go, listen, lady, I understand, you know, he's, he's trying to be nice and everything, uh, but let, let the man sleep on the big one. He's like two feet taller than you. What's wrong with you? I mean, like he's, just, he's honestly, that's where he just got to the point where he's just like, are you being too nice to this lady? I'd be like, nah, you go sleep on that tiny bed. You short little lady. Well, listen, eventually they do it and it's all forgiven. Yeah, well, you know. And that's another thing where where it's just like you want to just... <laughs> I, I'm watching this and I'm just going, okay, all right. I'm going to say it because it is what it is. Donald Sutherland yeah. is not the most handsome man in the world. He's not an ugly gentleman. I wouldn't say, you know, he's not... You don't look at him and go like, oh, disgusting. But you also... he. 
he came into the movies at the best time ever. Was in the seventies, where where we oh, yeah. didn't give a fuck what you looked like. You could be an ugly ass dog, and you were you were just like he's a character actor. Although, although I will say, uh, you know, uh, in in his defense, um, you know, give it a few years, and in Animal House, uh, he's got that mustache, kind of curly. Uh, prof fro hair going he did he grew into his look and now like (laughs) in his 80s now he looks fantastic he like he looks like he's always meant to be like he was like he was 70 years old when he was you know 35 years old yeah but uh well it's the it's the roy scheider problem too right like mm -hmm. roy scheider looked like he was 50 (laughs) he looks so old for his entire career just like look like, look man i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stop smoking and sitting out in the sun for you know 16 hours a day i'll be damned no because that's why, just how i roll yeah um but yeah anyway sort sort of off topic yeah. whatever but over, overall no. i i enjoyed it it is a little bit uh for, for those of you out there that may be concerned with something like this it is a little bit more of a slow burn uh comparatively to a, a lot of modern movies and stuff like that and uh like i said a lot of it oddly plays like a silent film mm-hmm. in many respects because they, they don't tend to overload it with you know bucket loads of dialogue it's very much about you know kind of a mood and set and like you said the the feeling of paranoia and like what's going on who's you know who's behind the corner so to speak yeah and and i will also say if you're interested in checking out uh this film and, and you've seen some of this stuff uh from him like you know all the president's men and the parallax of you are very good they are basically arnold schwarzenegger movies compared to this one yeah uh, <laughs> like like action wise um uh, like this, this is very much uh, a, a slower version of some of that stuff. So, so if you're into that, I think you'll be fine. But if you, if you're one of those people that were like, I don't know, man, the parallax view is not necessarily my, uh, my bag, uh, you know, just know going in, that's what you're going to get out of this one is kind of like a slower bit of drama yeah uh, and but this I, but I, very well done yeah exactly and this is one of those movies though i i really think that you can if you want to like you know throw out your your uh movie nerd kind of you know card and everything to people this is something that you'll that you can bring up you can just be like oh well uh, a great jane perform- uh, found a performance in clute and they'll be like clute what is that oh let me tell you about this uh this, this obscure film that you haven't seen like you know that's that's the type of if you want to become that sort of person uh in your film conversations with friends this is one of those movies that you kind of do that with because there's a lot of uh people that that haven't seen this film and you can sound like you know clute sounds like it's a a crazy foreign film you know you say you're, you're sounding yeah. extra smart when you tell me, oh, it's a it's a movie called Clute. To, to, uh-huh. You know, <laughs> I I will also say that uh, uh, Pakula made a very good movie with uh, Harrison Ford in like the late eighties, early nineties called Presumed Innocent. That uh, is worth checking out as well if you really want to go down the rabbit hole. Uh, and he also probably his most famous movie aside from uh, all the president's men is uh, Sophie's choice. So if you really want to fucking put a gun in your mouth <laughs> to have yourself a good old time, have a double feature of Clute and Sophie's choice. And if you don't feel like sticking a gun in your mouth, well, well, you've made, yeah. you've made it through the night. Good luck to you, sir. 
Uh, so that's it. Clute is available uh, currently on the uh, Criterion streaming channel and uh, a, a good value for uh, all of you out there because you're, there's the library of films that you can get and stuff is, is pretty amazing. And they're kind of, they're always kind of rotating some stuff in and out. And not only do you get that, you get like uh, uh, the split screen series that they had. And of course, uh, new modern interviews and stuff with a lot of uh, filmmakers and actors and stuff like that. So uh, definitely. Yeah, I think out. Uh, Josh and Benny Safdie just did a series where they uh, like, or, you know, talk about movies that influence them. And then of course they're streaming. So you can watch their talk about it and then watch the film. It's a, it's very fun uh, service. I actually really like it. Highly recommended for film buffs. Uh, I'll probably switch to annual as soon as I can afford to do. So. Yeah. I actually, I actually just did it cause I didn't re- renew my card properly because I, I just, I got a new card and everything. So I didn't do it. And I was like, okay, time to get back on this. I was like, well, I got the money right now. I just went ahead and pulled the trigger on the on the annual there for everything. But I I got my little uh I'll show you at some point. I got my I got my little Criterion Metal card for uh one of the founding members because I kind of gave uh-huh. him some money before the whole thing even started and stuff, but uh that's where uh that's where Filmstruck went basically everybody. So uh if you were a fan of that back in the day, I still haven't deleted that app off my Apple TV. It just it, it, it breaks my heart to do it. It's it is also going to be partially showing up in HBO Max. Just FYI, ah. uh, I can't. I, I don't have details right now that I can divulge, but there are things in the work where the other half of Filmstruck, not necessarily the Criterion thing, although Criterion is apparently licensing some things. Hmm. Um, but also uh, a lot of the classic vault stuff, HBO Max. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big one too. And, uh, you know, and since you're, I mean, if you're already subscribed to HBO, you'll be paying the same price. So, uh, can't much beat that. Yep. That that's their plan. Uh, shift everybody over. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a, kind of a genius move. I'm actually very proud that a, that a, uh, you know, big giant conglomerate just goes like, Hey, we got a great idea. We're going to give people stuff and not charge them more money. And you're like, what the sweet hell that got through. Okay. I'll take it. Uh, so Clute's available right now, Criterion Channel. Check it out. Uh, that is it for this episode, everybody. Join us next episode when we're talking more fancy, cool-ass stuff. Uh, Matt, where can we find more of your work on the internet? Uh, just give me a follow over on Instagram, at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Uh, I, I do fun things on that one. Follow me over that way. Check out Hero Movie Podcast every single week for uh, coming up on seven years here. We're, uh, we've are we been uh, reviewing superhero movies and television shows, and Lord knows they keep coming out and getting more. They just they canceled Swamp Thing, and C, uh, CW just picked it up for a second season now. So, uh, you know, that's coming back. All kinds of stuff, man. We can't be stopped over there. So check it out, Hero Movie Podcast, wherever you find finer podcasts. That is it, everybody. Join us next week for more fun and fantastical excitement and adventure. For Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. See you next time. But a prostitute is someone who would love you no matter who you are, what you look like. Yes, it's true, children. But that's not why you pay a prostitute. No, you don't pay for her to stay. You pay her to leave afterward. That's why I praise the Lord for prostitutes. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. James Taylor. A prostitute is like any other woman. They all trade something for sex, and they do it well. That's why I say prostitutes, prostitutes, they all. James Taylor, what the hell are you doing in here? Saying about prostitutes to the children. Get out of here. These children tricked me.